everyone I'm surrounded by is a leader in their own way, right? We all have different expressions of competitiveness and, and our pursuit, which to me is like the process. Um, we do it differently. And it's like that, the differences between us allow for so much range. This is The Playbook. Welcome back to Office Hours. Oh my gosh, I'm in love. This is the best volleyball player and beach volleyball player of all time. More gold medals than we even would know what to do with. And we've had Michael Phelps in this studio. Um, Carrie Walsh Jennings, welcome to Office Hours. Thank you. I'm still a little greedy. I want more, more gold medals. I want to match Michael a little bit more. You will. You will. And you're amazing. Now, your nickname, most people don't maybe know this, is Six Feet of Sunshine. And which matches my nickname because I'm five feet of light. And so we go pretty, <laughs> we can fill up the whole room uh, with light. And that's what you do when you walk into places is you carry, look, look at the screen, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't understand what light looks like and sunshine looks like, you have an aura about you and an energy that is beyond your spirit of excellence. And it's a rare combination. I'm writing a book called Reconciliation, and I think people like you, to me, represent this reconciliation between hard work, <laughs> and you are a master of hard work, and a mindset of, of, of a conscious, of, of a good conscious, and being able to reconcile the difference uh, in life that you can still do well and do good. You, you can still put an effort in and allow things to happen uh, and be a ferocious Buddha, uh, and you are definitely a ferocious Buddha in, in my mind. Um, I want to talk about that first, the reconciliation, because very few people are the world's best at something, but also very zen. You have Phil Jackson, you know, there, there's several, <laughs> Kobe was this way as well, and you also have this reconciliation that you wake up every day, you know, every single day, consistently, persistently pursuing your potential. In fact, we started the interview like, I still want some more gold medals, Dave. And I'm sitting here going, of course you do, because you're Kerry Walsh Jennings, and yet you'll allow it to happen. What is your main philosophy about this reconciliation of how you can be so aggressive, competitive, and, and you know, just effortful, but yet be so zen and allow things to happen and have such a grace about it? Uh, well, I think you're seeing the best in me, <laughs> and I'm very grateful for that because you're giving me space to grow into this person you believe I am. Um, but David, you know, for me, it's like I love the pursuit with all my heart. I, and the pursuit for sure, like I'm an athlete, I want to win, I want to dominate, I want to do all these things, but it's like I want to do it the right way and with the right character and with the right flow. You know, I've lived so much my life as an athlete. And for a lot of it, like I was over efforting, like I wanted something so, so badly and so aggressively that I lost sight of my life. I almost, you know, got divorced my, from my husband, right? We we're having a child because I was so singularly focused on excellence and winning. And through that really hard lesson to learn, I learned that I don't want that anymore. Like my life and my pursuit, um, my career, whatever excellence I'm after, they need to be married. And as an athlete, like Michael Jordan, Kobe, Mia Hamm, they were the best because they were holistic. They did the whole game. And to me, I feel like if I could show up as my whole self, body, mind, and spirit, um, chasing excellence within, it's going to show up on the outside. And so I think having lived both sides of it, where I do have kind of a zen, very purposeful um, 
very sincere effort behind my efforting and then also living the kind of the living hell where I just lost sight of life and just was so focused and, you know, on the end result, um, I know what I'm choosing now. And that's what I want to share with the world is like pursue, like pursue what sets your heart on fire, work your butt off, work 24 hours straight if you want, if you're inspired to do so. Like, I think we're equipped to do that, but never, never, never lose sight of what's most important because in the end of the day, you know, it's still what's, what's most important. You know, I have to make her the spokesperson for my definition of happiness, which is enjoy the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of your potential, your truth. And I think you just oh. epitomized that and also articulated it so well. Sorry for interrupting. No, 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 that's okay. Nice. Um, um, Carrie, I wanted to ask a, a question wearing a couple of hats. I wanted to ask you a question as a, an author who writes about harnessing the power of your emotions to keep you going even when you feel like giving up, but also as a mom because when my daughter started college, I asked about her, her girlfriends and they said a lot of them had dropped out of their course. And I said, well, it's been like three weeks, why? And she said, well, it wasn't their why, it wasn't their passion. And I said, well, it doesn't always hit you like a steam train. And I wanted to ask you this question as you are such a powerful role model for so many young women is maybe as you've just expressed your purpose and your meaning unfolds over your life, it doesn't always hit you with a lightning bolt. Is that how you're pivoting at the moment? Yeah, you know, I think so. Um, my life, just keeps unfolding, <laughs> you know, and because I, you know, I have big dreams and I've always have, but I don't necessarily think five years ahead. What's my five-year game plan, 10-year game plan? Because that kind of gets me lost from what I'm doing right now. Right. And for anyone who's pursuing anything, um, you know, I just think you have to be sincere in the moment. So if you commit to a course or to a class, um, unless it's an abusive situation or it's just you know, a hundred percent not right for you. To me, it's like something in you called you to be in this and you made a commitment. So follow through to that commitment. You know, I talked to our children about that. If you sign up for this team, you're committed to the team. You know, you can't complain every day because the coach is doing whatever your teammates are punks, you know, you're committed. So you have to make the best of it. And that's up to you. Don't wait for anyone else to do that. You know? So, um, I think it's such a blessing in life when you have clarity of what you want and then you're just free and how to get there. And that's kind of how, um, how I'm rolling these days. And I, I wish that for everyone, you know, because we never want to force things. You certainly have to suck things up sometimes, you know, like I, the pursuit is my favorite thing in the world, but I've suffered heartbreak <laughs> literally and figuratively, you know, I've, I've broken bones. I've, you know, had so much self doubt where it was hard to get out of bed every day. I've had confrontations with partners and coaches. These are all kind of the things that make you great and these challenges that are in your way to make your great pursuit. So, you know, if at the first sign of discomfort, you're going to kind of peace out and hike out. Like, I don't think you're going to get there. So I think that's an important mindset to have. Yeah, that's a great advice. Yeah, awesome. What I love about beach volleyball, just in general, is that you can just go to any beach anywhere in the country and you can find a <laughs> net and you can just absolutely crush it. You can bring a net. So I guess yeah. this isn't my question, but have you, ever, have you ever done like a volleyball pickup game and just surprise people anywhere in the world? You're so funny. No, but do you want to get out there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm bringing a camera. That's why I always wish I was good at, good at basketball, just to go to a pickup game and just start dropping threes and just like, oh, I played ice hockey, so I couldn't just really do a pickup game in the park in that way. Gary, I have a home uh, so in South Mission, so we'll just invite Justin and you over. 
and we'll have a pickup game and see who crowds around. Woo. Yeah, they're going to watch me <laughs> get in. destroyed. But um, you keep using the word pursuit, and I find that really interesting. And there's another element of your background is like really having having a partner. So in, in, in beach volleyball, having a partner has been key. For, you know, for Misty May Trainer and and you know your incredible, incredible run that I saw through my teenage years, through my adult years. I feel like it was this. Just, you know, the Summer Olympics, it was just there. It was always you on screen here. So you were competing, but in the U.S., we were following yeah. every single moment, every single match, and it was always so exciting because you just kept winning. So what I wanted to mention is I, I have a business partner. His name's Austin Cohen, and he's, uh, he's our founder and CEO. I'm on the founding team with him and COO. And what I found to be really great about having a partner is that together you can, one, support each other, but you can also create a platform because he and I both knew that we had this entrepreneurial energy, this spirit, we wanted to create. But Flexit has given us the platform to make content, to meet great people, to produce a podcast, to be with great guys like David, for example, where this is my platform. So I'm curious how you know, your partner uh, helped to create your platform for your kind of execution of your, your career, both on the business side and the sports side. Oh, man. Well, I have many partners in my life. You know, I certainly have my partner on the court. We have our coaches and trainers who are partners to get us ready for our time on the court. I have my husband, who is the ultimate partner. Um, for me, the best partnerships and teams that I've ever been on, um, those people serve as a mirror to me. You know, they bring stuff to the table that I don't necessarily have, which, thank goodness, they're smarter than me, they're more capable than me, and, I, and I'm inspired by them. You know, I'm not kind of belittled by them because I feel like I'm lacking. You know, I'm, I'm curious about how I can kind of turn their magic into mine. And that's always been a fun part of my partnerships. Um, and then also it's like within the team setting, I think this is so fun. Hopefully this applies to what you just asked. Um, everyone I'm surrounded by is a leader in their own way, right? We all have just different expressions of competitiveness and, and our pursuit, which to me is like the process. Um, we do it differently. And it's like that the differences between us allow for so much range. You know, because I got this quadrant handled. They got this one. You know, if I'm kind of fumbling over here, they fill in. And we all have this really big, beautiful determination, authentic determination to lead ourselves first, right? So if I want to be a great leader, if I want to affect positive change within my partnership, within my family, whatever I'm doing, I have to hold myself accountable daily. You know, I have to hold up my end of the bargain, show up with optimism and happiness and, and give them space to do their own. You know, but I can't like I can't really ask them to raise their level of play unless I'm consistently raising mine. You know what I'm saying? So lead yourself first is a very big team motto in my life. Um, I think my husband and I do that very well. We fancy ourselves utility players. You know, no one's really leading the charge, but we all are in our own way. We come together for greatness. And so um, the team, the team partner, you know, combo is my favorite because it, it maximizes me. It highlights what I'm missing. It highlights what I'm doing well. And it just, you know, it, that support you mentioned to me is priceless. Come we're not meant to greatness. do great things. Come together for great. We're not meant that's to gonna, do it. That's going to stick with me for sure. Okay. Come together okay. for great. Sorry, that was yeah. a long answer. That was really great. <laughs> right. Carrie, I got to tell you, me being a, a girl dad, I have two young girls at home. I love them having role models that they can look up to. My, well, she, six now, seven-year-old, loves sports. And she loves dominating in sports. And that's what I think about when I think about yes. you. And Misty, all those years, like how you dominated. I mean, my six-year-old, 
Like their soccer team scored 40 goals this year, and she scored 38 of them. Wow. I mean, she's stiff forming. <laughs> it was co-ed. She's stiff arming guys out of the way, taking the ball from her own from her own teammates. Um, but but I love them having people to look up to. And I mean, you are one of the biggest superstar athletes on the planet as a female. And I'm just wondering, at what point did you realize that? And knowing that you're a role model to, you know, kids like mine, did you then change anything, or did you? consciously recognize that I am a role model. Kids are looking up to me. I have to keep that in mind as I'm doing things. You know, I still, you know, have a hard time wrapping my head around being a role model um, simply because I'm, you know, I'm such a mess <laughs> in my life. You know, I want greatness and I, I strive for it, but internally, you know, it's not always the case. You know, for me, when I was playing at Stanford University, I was, I think, a freshman. And you know, I, I have I have a terrible mouth when I play. I, I cuss a lot. And I remember my coach pulling me aside and, and she's like, Carrie, do you see all these young girls? And there's so many young girls front row and being ball girls and like looking up to us. They're like, they can read your mouth. <laughs> I was like, oh so my gosh. Carrie, I have to tell you, you know, I wrote a book with the great Jack Canfield who wrote The Chicken Soup for the Soul. And he, awesome. he swears like a sailor. And I'm sitting there yeah. going, I'm like, Jack. I go, you know, I wasn't really expecting you to sound like my wife, uh, you know, and he goes, swearing is a sign of intelligence. This is, I'm like, fair enough. So you're extremely intelligent. Uh, oh, I love it. One well, also I read on Facebook, which can't be wrong, um, that people who cuss more are more honest. That I believe. My so. wife's the most honest person, I'm which, honest which got, guides me to something so interesting because your non-negotiables in your life changed. Uh, as you evolved. And one of the things that I hear, even since we've met each other, that has evolved more as a priority to you is your husband. And this is true about mm -hmm. me as well. And because, um, you know, I had my challenges for being an idiot. And you're someone who's humble and illuminates that we're human. And one of the greatest lessons is how valuable my relationship is and how wonderful my wife is. And it's so nice to hear someone who is a legacy, a goat, a legend talk about the importance of their spouse. And I have found that I speak about it much more often than I ever have, and I appreciate my wife more than I ever have. And I just want to acknowledge your husband as well in your evolution to reprioritize the non-negotiables in your life. And I just want to finish up real quick with 1440, because uh, you and I have such an aligned spirit and energy. You're just way more talented than I am. Um, but. In that alignment, the 1440 is so important because I'm a mathematician and I believe that I'm given 1440 minutes a day to be as productive, accessible and gracious as I can. This pursuit for me of my potential, my truth. But I don't yeah. think without having the idea of the 1440, which, you know, you, you have a business about it. it you're, you're really trying to inspire the world to use their time, the man-made construct of time that we all share with efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success. How have you, through 1440 and other things that you do, your workouts, your training, your success, how is it relative to time and your focus in on utilizing the time? I mean, it's just, well, for me, I guess just the starting point is that the moment right now is my point of power. Like, this is how I create my future. This is how I affect positive outcomes. Um, this is how I can transform my past that maybe was a failure into better, into a lesson, into wisdom, into you know, new action because I learned from a mistake. 
And so to me, 1440, the concept of it has become the filter through which I say yes and no to everything in my life. Ideally, I'm imperfect at it. I say, yo, or I say yes to things that I probably shouldn't be doing, but you know, it's hard for me to say no, I'm working on it. But um, time is so precious and you never get it back. And so that to me is like, if you can live sincerely in the moment, no matter what you're pursuing, no matter what you're doing, time stands still and your greatness will show up because the truth lives in the moment. Love lives in the moment. And so we want to inspire people through 1440 and through the vehicle of volleyball to live their moments on purpose with sincerity. And you'll be so shocked about what comes out of yourself if you can train yourself to do that. You are a light of love and a lesson for us all. I so yep. much appreciate you taking the time to prioritize us with your what, who, how, and create a now by applying your why to everyone and planting seeds under trees, I'm sure that you will never sit under, but you're having such a great impact, not only to young girls, because I'm a girl dad as well, but I do have an 11-year-old son who was extremely excited to be with Austin Eckler, but also excited to meet you as well. So I have to accommodate yep. him as well as the girls Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart and congratulations on your future success because I have a saying, it's done, it's done, it's done. And you will get out of your Amen. own way and it will come. So thank you so much. I can't wait to see you in person. I got my money on Carrie, by the way, at that uh, South Mission Beach Volleyball uh, impromptu <laughs> tournament. It's called a meetup in the Meltzer world. Thank you, Carrie. You're amazing. Thank you, guys. God bless. God bless. Six Take feet care. of sunshine and you know why. What do you guys think? Amazing. Yeah, such a powerful message for girls that it doesn't always work out first time. You don't feel great. I mean, we all know that success comes when 90% of the time you don't feel successful, even when you are being successful. And I love that she celebrates putting um, a priority on personal relationships too, because you go home to an empty house and sleep in an empty bed and you've got no one to call when you've had a bad day, that's not successful. She, she acknowledges like the pursuit, that ongoing process is being and she accepts that, where I think it's really hard to always look ahead to what your success could look like and then look back and say, oh, that was a great thing I did, and to get stuck in that moment. For her, it just seems like she's very mindful and aware throughout the entirety of the process. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Ignorant humility, right, TJ? It's the potter's wheel. We're all on this potter's wheel being formed and fitted to a higher pursuit and a higher self, and I think she epitomizes that. It's, you just, we're so blessed to meet these spirits yeah. um, in this context, and the questions that you guys have and you know, your ability to withdraw these lessons is incredible and incredibly valuable for the people that watch. So I want to thank all three of you as well. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much for joining us here on Office Hours.